My name is Michelle Hutchins. Good afternoon, Mendocino County. I'm the County Superintendent of Schools, and in today's edition of Inside Education, I'll interview teachers from a few Mendocino County schools about their experience with returning to in-person instruction. Let's dig into their experiences. The teachers joining me today are from Ukiah and Willits Unified School Districts. Ukiah has been open to in-person instruction to lower grades for about five weeks now, while the Willits Unified just recently opened. My guests for this hour are Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher at Willits Unified, Anne Hammond, first grade teacher at Willits Unified, and Caitlin Gently, sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified and also teaches the eighth grade leadership team. So with that, our first question is going to go to Anne. Tell me, Anne, what is the best part of returning to in-person instruction? And again, this is Anne Hammond, first grade teacher at Willits Unified. Um, hands down, it's being with the kids. Everybody's three-dimensional. All the little conversations we have now when they trickle in, being able to enjoy a snack together. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's really energizing every day. Thank you so much. So Hannah, tell me a little bit about what's the best part of returning to in-person instruction for you. And again, Hannah is the kindergarten teacher at Willits Unified. Similar to what Ann said, it's just nice to have more than one body in the room or being on the computer with the kids, just that energy and being able to see them socialize because they've never met each other in person. So now being in person and having all those little personalities coming out and just getting along and being able to learn and actually an educational space is awesome. So this would be the first time that your students have actually seen you ever. Um, I taught all of my kids one-on-one -on -one in person since the beginning of the year. So all my kids have met me, but they've never met each other in person. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. So you were able to build that rapport. Yes. Excellent. So Caitlin, again, Caitlin Gentry, a sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified, also teaching the eighth grade leadership. Um, tell me what's been the best part of returning to in-person instruction for you. Well, echoing what Anne and Hannibal said, it's the students, it's the center of what we do, why we became teachers. I think in middle school, it's a little bit different. Um, they are, <laughs> it's really them growing. Um, so in the spirit, in the, when they first come to school, they're kind of little still. Um, so to see them grow and actually see them in person, they're a lot bigger in person than <laughs> you can imagine. Um, but it is, it's having them in the classroom, um, the conversations, I never thought I would miss like that group talk so much or that side talk where you're like, hey, stop that, where now you're like, oh, they're here. So it's definitely having the kids back in the classroom, hands down. The students really are the magic of a school. Okay, so then let's switch a little bit to what's been, let's say, the worst part of returning to in-person instruction. And let's go in the same order. So Anne, we'll start with you. Um, I think the worst part is just the little tiny things that 
we could totally get past, but not seeing their smiles because they're wearing masks or having to ask them to repeat themselves because little kids have little voices and, you know, trying to get past the heater and the air scrubber and the mask. Um, so trying to do that while maintaining their comfort and self-esteem and letting them know it's not about them and, um, and just being far apart. So not having that comfort of story time on the carpet or the class conversation where you're like knee to knee. Um, collaboration, I, I worry about that and I'm really working hard to make sure that they are able to work together and collaborate even though we're socially distanced. Thank you. And again, that was Ann Hammond, first grade teacher at Willits Unified. So Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher from Willits Unified, tell me a little bit from your perspective on what's been the worst part of returning to in-person instruction. Uh, very similar to Anne, being in kindergarten, I'm used to having the kids on the carpet right next to me basically the whole entire day. So to have them all at their own tables and desks is very strange. Um, story time, like Anne was saying, reading a book to a bunch of kids out in front of me is way different than having them on the carpet and being right there with you. And I think just having them not be able to be together. We used to have small groups and group time in the mornings and play groups and free choice time. And we really can't do that anymore. Everything that they do is in their own confined little bubble. So it's really, I, and they're loving it. They're still getting used to it and they're total. they're totally fine. I don't think they notice the difference. Um, but for me, it is, it's sad to not be able to have that, like Anne said, that collaboration that a classroom usually has. Thank you. Caitlin Gentry, sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified. Tell us a little bit about what has been the worst part of returning to in-person instruction for your classroom and for you. Um, I think the worst part is that the kids are divided now. So we've spent so much time um, online building classroom community and um, getting to know each other and getting in that rhythm. And so while we all still log on to Zoom every day, there is half the kids in the classroom and half the kids at home. So there is sort of that divide. Um, you know, there could be a small joke that happens in the classroom and we're laughing, but the kids at home may not hear that. So that's hard, I think. And especially in middle school where they're, the social aspect is so large. Um, I think that's been a, the, the most difficult thing for, for my kids and me. Thank you. So again, it was Caitlin Gently, sixth grade um, teacher at Ukiah Unified. So what has been the most surprising aspect of returning to in-person instruction, good or bad for you? Um, Anne, let's start with you. So Anne, again, uh, first grade teacher at Willits Unified, and she's going to tell us what's been the most surprising aspect to in-person instruction. Um, I think the most surprising for me was how ready the kids were. I was worried they'd been out of school a full year, and I thought, oh, they're going to come in. They won't remember what school is like. We're going to have to spend, you know, six weeks training when we don't have that time. And they came in, they sat down, and they got to work. I mean, I was the one that was extra excited and had superfluous energy because we were back. They were just ready to do their jobs. And it's been amazing. I mean, we're it's a community. It happened on Zoom. That community did get established. They are able to um, bring that studenthood 
into the classroom and it's, it's it was a very good surprise that it would be a good surprise i would agree with you hannah turner kindergarten teacher at willits unified tell me from your perspective what's been the most surprising aspect of returning to in-person instruction i would say my main surprise is how well they do with all of the rules keeping your mask on keeping distance i mean i teach five-year-olds so even playing out on the playground I have this, I teach AM and PM and my PM class is really into this tag game right now. And they somehow came up with this amazing way of playing tag and not touching each other. And they know like you reached out your arm and you were far apart, but you got tagged. So just them inventing ways to have fun and still play with each other, but being six feet or more apart. And like I said, keeping their masks on and saying, oh, you're a little too close from, to me or all of that. It's just, it's very impressive. Because like Anne said, I was very worried that the first couple of weeks I'd be like, put your mask back on, go sit at your seat, go do all that. And I have not had to do that at all. Great. That is excellent news. So Caitlin Gentry, sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified, tell me what's been most surprising for you with returning to in-person instruction. My first reflection when, when that end of the first day happened, I was like, that was easier than I had expected. So when we ended up out of the classroom a year ago, um, it was hard for a lot of teachers because we were trained in a certain way. And now all of a sudden we were changing everything, but we worked so hard to prepare ourselves and be masters at Zoom now and all this technology. And now we're going back to being traditional teachers with that Zoom element. And so we got, it. it's just so much, it seemed so much easier to transfer back into what we knew and what we were trained to do. Um, so that was the most surprising thing for me. I was expecting all these hurdles. I was expecting to feel the way that I did a year ago today, learn, like learning my job all over again. But it really has been a really smooth transition um, to cope, to come back to the classroom. It's sort of like riding a bike. Nice. Exactly. 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 Thank you, Caitlin. Again, that was Caitlin Gentry from Ukiah Unified, sixth grade teacher. So what kinds of protocols has your school implemented since reopening? And let's talk to the two uh, Willits Unified teachers. Let's start with Ann. Um, we thought a lot about every way possible to keep everyone as safe as possible, staff and students. So, um, you know, we have dots painted that are six feet apart. We have special spots on the ground. We have schedules for everything to make sure that the kids can have just as much fun, but in a safe way. Um, so we have schedules for bathrooms, cafeteria, snack, playground, how we get into school, how we get out of school. Um, kids get their temperature taken and the families go through the whole gamut of, of COVID questions when they come in. Um, we have a sticker system so we know that the kids have been checked in. Um, and like Hannah said, the kids have been amazing with following the rules. I haven't had any, we, we prepared for if kids didn't wear their mask or if they refused. And I haven't seen any of that. In fact, it's been more like, oh no, my mask strap broke, what should I do? And and they all have multiple masks. And it, it's it's been amazing to see how the kids respect the rules and help us follow the rules and, um, 
and all those protocols that we put into place, we've had to make some tweaks along the way because you can't anticipate everything. Um, but even then, everybody's just been flexible and changed accordingly so that we can all be here and be safe. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. So Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher, tell me about the protocols that are happening. Um, I know you're both from the same school, so tell me a little bit from your perspective about the protocols that your school's implemented. Yeah, um, basically what Anne was saying, just we have the dots everywhere. I have dots like that in my classroom for the kids. They have their own spaces. We, at tables that are long enough to have two kids, we have... Um, like plexiglass shields for them. We, I feel like for being so like sporadic at first and like, what are we gonna do? And for finding out that we were coming back really only within a week, we are prepared as much as we could have been. And overall, I have not seen really any kid or staff member, or anybody that isn't being safe and with everything, um, it really, I feel like is going really well. It seems silly to have a scheduled time to go to the bathroom as a class and to go outside and go sit down and to play on a certain play structure each day. It's different, but it really works very smoothly for a prime. We're at primary school, so we're only K2. So to have just the small little ones, it works really well and it's really smooth, which is awesome. Good, that's good to hear. So, Caitlin Gentry from Ukiah Unified, sixth grade, you're at a whole different district, whole different level of school, middle school. Tell us a little bit about the protocols that your school's implemented since reopening. So, first off, I want to say that our administration and our maintenance, our maintenance team was incredible when it came to um, having to implement everything. Um, our maintenance team just went into full full swing and worked their butts off. Um, so I was really impressed with them. Um, and it, we couldn't have done it without them. But this, the protocols we're seeing, obviously everyone's wearing masks. Um, it's a little bit different in middle school, again, because students are switching classrooms. Um, we couldn't do that. In sixth grade, we're self-contained. So we have our kids all day, but in seventh and eighth grade, we don't, they don't. So instead of the kids switching, from teacher to teacher, the teachers are actually rotating, which that's hard for teachers. We have our space in our classrooms. We make it our own. Um, we know where everything is. So, um, and they've done it gracefully and effort effortlessly. They're moving in pods. Um, to echo what Anne and Hannah have said, there's been no issues with masks. The kids wear masks, um, none. We have stickers on the floors we can only move in one direction so if students need to go to the bathroom um, they know how to walk through the buildings they know how to walk we have one way for the whole campus as well um, the kids are in pods for break time and they wear lanyards that have the teacher's color on them so they know that they have to stay in like certain spots and they each have their own spot um, on outside on campus so we have plexiglass up um, there's tape on the floor where the desks go. They're six feet apart. I mean, we've really, everything that, they thought of everything. So yeah, lots of protocols, but it's been really smooth because of the great planning of our maintenance and our administrative team, so. 
I had the pleasure of interviewing your maintenance team at Ukiah Unified, and they have done a lot of work. Um, it was very impressive to hear the stories of the amount of work that they've done to prepare Ukiah Unified schools for this in-person instruction, and I have to agree, they deserve major kudos. <laughs> um, okay, so... We're now all in a hybrid learning environment, and for our listeners, essentially what that means is that students are going to school a couple days a week and then doing distance learning a couple days a week, and while they have their, their classroom is probably divided in two, half the class coming a couple days a week while the other half is at home, and then they switch that up for the latter half of the week. So I have a few questions for you about this hybrid learning, and Tell me, um, what have been some of the biggest hurdles to transition to hybrid? Anne, let's go with you. So again, Anne, first grade teacher at Willits Unified. So I have a little bit different model. Mm -hmm. um, I kept all my distance kids, and we come to school every day for four hours, the in-person students, and then I'm also Zooming with my distance kids at the same time. So... Um, so you're actually doing simultaneous distance yes. and in-person. I think Ukiah Unified is doing that as well. So this is a whole new type of teaching that we've never done before. Tell me a little bit about the hurdles. Um, I think the biggest hurdle is, is just technology in that, you know, I had to find ways to make, make it so the kids at home can see the class and can hear me. And, you know, I had to get a friend practice with me so that they could tell me, no, I can't hear you when you're over there. I don't see anything if you turn the computer that way. Um, I'd love to have an owl camera that just follows me around and hears everything I say, but that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big expenditure. Um, but it's been great. And the kids, I think, um, even though that's been a hurdle and the kids have watched me every day, you know, especially the last, the first three days of last week when we started, each day I had to change where my my station was. And each day we had to figure out which speakers I was supposed to use and which microphone. But the kids were so supportive. And I think it was really good for them to see, oh, I'm learning. I make mistakes, but I'm not going to let it stop me. And now we are pretty smooth. And um, the kids love it. The kids are talking to each other through Zoom. And um, it's... The tricky part is, you know, old dog, new tricks. <laughs> it's It's been tough for me, but they've been great. They've totally rolled with it, and um, I can really see implications for the future for this kind of model. Excellent. Thank you. So that was Ann Hammond. She's a first-grade teacher at Willits Unified. You're listening to Inside Education. My name is Michelle Hutchins. I'm your county superintendent of schools. And today we're interviewing teachers from across the county, Willits and Ukiah Unified, about their experiences of reopening to in-person instruction. Currently, we're talking about the hybrid learning experience and what the biggest hurdles have been. And we're going to hear from Hannah Turner, who's a kindergarten teacher at Willits Unified. So, Hannah, tell us what your biggest hurdles have been with the simultaneous instruction in this hybrid model. Yeah, so kindergarten is a completely different breed at Brookside, too, compared to the other grades. So I have my entire class, uh, I have 23 kids, but the way that kindergarten did it, because we have such high numbers, is we have AM and PM. So 
I teach my five Zoom kids that stay distant learning in the morning with my AM class. And it's going as well as I think it can, kind of what Ann said, just the technology piece and figuring out how I can move around and make sure that both my kids on Zoom and my kids in person are getting equivalent learning as much as I can be doing. Um, so it is going really well. And then my Zoom kids, though, are only on for a little bit of time because kindergarten, if they are distance learning, we had it more packet-based. So those kids just do their check-ins. We do about 45 minutes of learning online. They leave. I have my in-person kids for a couple more hours. And then later on, I have another pod of kids that come in for the same two and a half hours. But I don't have any distance learners at that one. So that class is a little bit bigger just and just in person. Great. Thank you, Hannah. So Caitlin Gentry, sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified, also teaches the eighth grade leadership. Tell me a little bit about what the hybrid learning experience and again, simultaneously teaching students at home as well as in your classroom. Tell us a little bit about what the hurdles have been for you. Yeah, we decided we couldn't only have kids for eight hours a week. So we took on that task of teaching through Zoom and in person at the same time. And I have to say, I think it was a better choice. Um, I would miss my kids if I didn't see them all, all week. Um, but the biggest hurdle, I have to echo what Ann said, is the technology. I mean, we can never rely on technology, but we're relying on it right now. And so there's going to be problems. Um, the biggest one is sound. So when students in the classroom want to talk, I have to like mute my computer, make sure I'm muted, make sure my sound's all off so that they can unmute and then speak so the kids at home can hear. Sometimes there's feedback and I can't figure out where it comes from. <laughs> um, so that's, and then making sure my, I am unmuted so that the students at home, when they speak, it comes out of the microphone or the speaker that we now have. So that's the biggest hurdle is just like pressing all the right buttons at the right time. <laughs> really? Yeah, I could see that being a hurdle for sure, because <laughs> you also have students that are live in person that are wanting your attention as well. That could be difficult. So let's switch on to what's been going better than expected with this hybrid learning. Tell me a little bit about the positives. Um, Anne, if you could start. Again, this is Anne Hammond, first grade teacher, Willits Unified. Um, like I said, the biggest, to me, the, the most positive aspect is my class got to stay together. Um, you know, we built this community from day one, struggling to learn through Zoom and be students and um, learn about each other. And um, so it was really nice for them to all be able to stay together and they're still supporting each other. Um, and I think that's probably going to be one of the most important aspects coming out of this is that social emotional support they can do for each other because being isolated at home and not being able to see each other very often, um, it's, it's really important we continue building that type of community. Um, I also see really positive implications for the future. I mean, if we had this kind of setup, like I said, having like a 360 degree camera, things like that would really help. But for kids that are in home hospital who, you know, wait all week for that teacher, that tired teacher to come at four in the afternoon for two hours, they could be in class all day with the kids. Kids that just have a little cold and shouldn't come to school but are fine to learn, they can, they can come on Zoom. That actually happened. When we came back to school, I had a student who had a little cold, no fever, but he couldn't come back 
the first day. So he just came on Zoom. So he never missed a minute. Um, so I, I think that this is an opportunity to change how we do things in the future and make it good, make inclusive classrooms for all kids. I agree. Yeah, we've had a lot of positive lessons out of this, I think. So Hannah Turner, um, kindergarten teacher at Willits Unified, tell us a little bit about what has gone better than expected with the hybrid learning. I think just having that community that we have built and it now being in person, I it's not like I was expecting it to go badly or anything like that, but just having those kids in there and if I do have a kid that doesn't show up and the kids are worried about them and where's so-and-so and why are they here and why is their desk empty? Or if I don't have a kid that's on Zoom, the kids realize it now. And so it's really nice, especially in kindergarten. And a lot of them have never had schooling. A lot of them have never been in a school environment. Their Zoom is all they know. And so now being in a classroom, they're so excited and they're making friends and just that like Anne was saying, that social emotional, like, just element of it, they are thriving in it. And it even we're only a weekend, really. We've only been in school for now six days in person. But just those six days, I've seen so many relationships grow and just positive attitudes. And it's really amazing to see and to just witness what's happening in the classroom. Thank you for sharing that, Hannah. Again, that was Hannah Turner from Willits Unified, kindergarten teacher. Now we're going to switch over to Caitlin Gently, sixth grade gentry, sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified, and tell me again what's gone a little better than expected with our hybrid learning. Um, I want to say everything <laughs> because it was nerve-wracking. I mean, it was super nerve-wracking. We're doing something completely different again. Um, and so everything kind of went better than expected, but really it's how well the students adapt has been incredible. Um, they've gone from traditional learning to Zoom learning to now we're hybrid simultaneous teaching and learning and it's their adaptability to all the situations that we're kind of throwing at them has been, they've just taken it and have done way better than I think I would have done at their age. So it's pre that's pretty amazing and has gone a lot better than I could have anticipated. Thank you. Yes. Um, okay, so now with fewer students, are there opportunities for new or different types of projects or lessons? And let's go to Anne, first grade teacher, Well, it's Unified. Um, because I've kept all my students, I don't really have very many fewer students. I mean, I still have 18 and I'm, I think I'm getting a couple more on Monday. Um, but yes, there there's an opportunity to do some different projects because the in-person kids are fewer. Um, however, there are also a few hurdles like social distancing and um, also the shorter amount of time. I definitely feel that press that we only have 50 more days of school and four hours a day. and. You know, it, it's definitely helped me respect what our school day used to be. Um, but like Caitlin said, Caitlin said the um, ability of the kids to adapt has really um, surprised me. And it's helped motivate me to get over what I think traditional school should look like. And can we really do this? Because they're so willing to try new things and, and change that 
I know I have to do that too because I have to meet their needs. And if they could do it, I could do it. That was Ann Hammond, first grade teacher at Willits Unified. So Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher, Willits Unified. Tell me from your perspective, I, I don't know if you, you don't think you have fewer students either, but are there new opportunities for different types of projects and lessons with this type of learning that we have going on right now? Yeah, so I still have my whole class, but since I am AMPM, I have a lot fewer in person at the exact same time. Um, it, I have found we get a lot more done. And even though I only have them for two and a half hours, we are getting a lot done and we are doing projects and I can really focus on what those kids need. So like, for example, because I have Zoom in the morning, it, that chunk is in half. So in the morning, I only have six kids. So I really get to hit each kid's needs and what they didn't understand on this and maybe what they did. And it is a little different than being with 24 in the classroom and maybe we do groups and I couldn't catch that one kid that missed that one answer on that paper, the independent group. Now I can move around and walk around and see all six or 11 kids and really make sure that they are understanding it. And if they aren't, find some other things that really help them. And it doesn't affect anyone else because everyone else has enough stuff that they can do and that they have at their desks with activities or projects or books and all of that. So it, I have found it to be honestly going a lot better than I did expect to hit those kids' needs that maybe kind of got swept under the rug while we were on Zoom that I wasn't noticing. Thank you. Um, okay, so Caitlin Gentry, Gentry, sixth grade teacher, UK Unified. <laughs> um, with fewer students, what types of opportunities, are there opportunities for new and different types of projects or lessons? I don't, I also don't have fewer students, but um, I've been teaching sixth grade for six years. And when I first became a sixth grade teacher, I had to develop my whole curriculum. I had curriculum, I'm developing all these projects. This environment has created an opportunity for me to refine those lessons um, and to, they have to be digital. So the students at home and the students in person. And when we were just zoom learning, um, that they could, were able to do. So I had, I changed things. So things as a first year teacher versus a sixth year teacher are a lot different. Um, so before I was like, okay, I have a lesson for this and I do it at this time every year. Well, now I had to make it for zoom. So how I was like, oh, I can spice it up here, here, and here and make it deeper with the questions that I'm asking. And so I think that's been a really wonderful thing is making things digital um, to really enhance the learning of the students. Um, now that I'm more of a more of a seasoned professional, I guess, that I have more years under my belt. So um, that has been the biggest thing for me and the lessons that I'm doing. But also in the classroom, with less students in the classroom, um, I feel like there has been some opportunities, like Hannah said, to really target certain things. Um, and definitely with the two different groups in the classroom, the, the pairings and like, we're still trying to partner kids up from six feet apart and all of that stuff. Um, so that has been really cool to be able to really harness in on a student, like the A group students, what their needs are as a group or small groups versus the B students and what they need in their small groups. So um, there has been a lot of opportunities. Um, and just like Ann said, this there's 
there's more opportunities for the future. I think we're this whole op- this whole scenario that's happened to us has really made it so that we can change education um, for the better. So that's really cool. That was Caitly, Caitlin Gentry from Ukiah Unified, sixth grade and eighth grade teacher at Pomelita Middle. Is that where you are? Um, this is Michelle Hutchins. I'm the County Superintendent of Schools. You're listening to Inside Education, and we are interviewing teachers from Willits Unified and Ukiah Unified about their experience of returning to in-person instruction. So tell me a little bit about whether or not people define people as you want, do you feel people are supportive of the reopening of our schools right now, or are they nervous? And Ann Hammond from Willits Unified, first grade teacher, if you'd tell us a little bit about what you think there. Um, I think it's both. Um, but what I've known, like for myself in my classroom, I have two thirds of my families um, chose to come back and one third chose to stay distance. And I really appreciate that we have that choice because families need to be able to choose what's best for them and what they feel safe and comfortable with. Um, And even the families who are on distance have been supportive of the return, but also supportive of the choice. And I, I really appreciate that we're able to give them whatever they need because school should feel safe. It, no one should feel pressured to come back if they're not ready, um, and they should still get quality education if they're on distance. But the kids who are ready and the families who are ready, they should be able to come back because we have all the safety pr- protocols in place. So I haven't felt any like pushback, but yeah, people are nervous. COVID is a big deal. COVID is a big deal. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. So Hannah Turner, also at... Um, well, it's a unified kindergarten teacher. Do people seem supportive of reopening to you or are they nervous? Tell me a little bit about your experience. I would say probably the same as what Anne said. They are, I mean, majority of my class is obviously super excited and ready to go and was very supportive of coming back, even though it is only two and a half hours for kindergarten and it isn't as long as anyone else. So if you have older siblings, a lot of parents were bummed out about that but they are super supportive of it and just want their kids back into the classroom even if it is for that little amount of time um like Anne was saying my distance learners I only have five of them out of 23 so it's not a big number but those ones are excited that their kids are still part of the classroom that they still get to see their friends every morning and that they're still in my room so that they didn't have to adjust to any new procedures or rules or anything like that. So I would say overall, obviously, because of things going on, people are nervous or hesitant, but overall, it has been very positive and supportive. Thank you. Caitlin Gentry, sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified, also teaches the eighth grade leadership. Tell us from your perspective whether people seem supportive of reopening or nervous or both. Um. I felt nothing but support. I actually, we called all parents in our classroom just to um, tell them how we were going to reopen and what their days were and how they were feeling. And I had parents ask me if they would prefer if I had the students stay home for my safety. Um, Yeah. So, and I was like, no, bring them back, bring them back. But um, yeah, I feel like parents are really supportive of not only like us being safe, but their students being safe. Um, and I do think that the choice of being able to stay home but not changing teachers 
was really important to a lot of families. So this this simul- choosing simultaneous teaching has been really good for those families or they would have had to change teachers and their whole. So that I feel nothing but support. Um, I know people are nervous still and they have every right to be. But I'm so glad that um, we've had such support with our community and even our school community and the Ukiah community as well. Do you, so just a follow-up question, Caitlin, do you feel that the parents understand the sacrifice teachers are making with switching of classrooms, the, the actual taxing of what that does to a teacher um, to have to change classrooms in order to keep their students more stable in their cohorts? Yes. Um, I don't have to switch classrooms, but I do. My co-teacher for leadership does. Um, and I do think that they are parents are supportive of that and realizing that that is a big deal um, for those teachers, but are also very supportive of their students coming back and staying with their their same pods and why they have to do that. So we all seventh and eighth grade students schedules changed every single one of their their schedules changed. So and they they knew why and they knew it was a safety procedure and to keep the kids safe and the teachers safe. So I think everyone was very supportive of that change. That's really good to hear. It really takes communities working together to get through what's in front of us. So have you received any pushback or to implementing any of the new protocols? Have you responded? Then tell me a little bit about how you responded and adapted if you did receive pushback. We'll start with Ann Hammond at Willits Unified, first grade teacher. Um, I have not received any pushback at all. The parents have been incredibly supportive. Um, I I feel so lucky because I know parents did not sign up to be teachers, and yet all year they have worked so hard to do everything they need to do to help their kids be successful, and it that has not changed since we've come back. I I also do Zooms in the afternoon with my kids for small groups, and so kids are coming to school, they're Zooming in the afternoon as well, and the parents just say, okay, when are we doing it? Uh, they I'm overwhelmed by how supportive they've been and they're just, it it has given me a new appreciation for what parents are willing to do for their kids and how much love they have for their kids. Um, But like I said, I've received no pushback. Everybody has been fine with masks, social distancing, sanitizing, waiting forever to get on the bus because you're getting your temperature changed. I mean, they're checked. They have not had any problems. They just wanna make sure their kids are safe and getting what they need, and they've supported everything. So I can hear the gratitude that you have towards your community and your voice, and, and thank you for sharing that. So Hannah Turner, tell me a little bit about whether or not you have received any significant pushback to implementing any of the new protocols. And if you have, how did you respond? I, like Anne, I have not received anything. Both my distant learners and my in-person have been just amazing trying to work with me and figure out how we're going to really make this happen and make this safe, but also make it fun for these kids. Um, A lot of things in the past week have changed. And so whether like my class, whether you're AM or PM, parents were just amazing and grateful and just excited that their kid had a chance to come into the classroom. And that's what I was most worried about was picking a kid to come AM and the parent really wanted PM or vice versa. They are just, I've had so many compliments and thank yous and everything from parents that they 
just are happy that their child has the chance to have the experience to be in the classroom with me. And it's, it's amazing. And that was Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher from Willits Unified, telling us a little bit about whether she's received pushback to implementing any of the new protocols for students returning to in-person instruction. Now I'm going to ask the same question to Caitlin Gentry, a sixth grade teacher at Ukiah Unified. So Caitlin, tell me, have you received any significant pushback to implementing any of the new protocols with returning to in-person instruction? Um, echoing what both Anne and Hannah have said, none, none whatsoever. Just gratitude, um, support from teachers or from parent teachers and parents, everyone, the whole community. Um, I think that a lot of us want what's best. I mean, everyone wants best for our students and coming back to school in any form was what we needed, what they needed, um, or staying at home was what they needed. And so anything that we could have done in any way we could have done it i think is what the what parents wanted and they really did support us so i have not received any pushback um no negativity really actually at all so that is great to hear so um this is Michelle Hutchins. I'm County Superintendent of Schools. You're listening to Inside Education, and I am interviewing teachers from Willits Unified and Ukiah Unified about their experience of returning to in-person instruction. So tell me what changes you foresee for the remainder of the year. Um, Ann Hammond, for uh, kinder, sorry, first grade teacher at Willits Unified. Ann? Well, I'm hoping there won't be any major changes for the rest of the year. We only have 50 days left. Um, but that being said, we're flexible. We're going to do what we need to do to make sure kids are successful and safe. Um, I hope that I, you know, get better at developing ways of collaboration um, for the kids. And um, But other than that, I mean, we're just growing like a regular classroom would grow. Um, like I said, I'm crossing my fingers, no major changes. Thank you, Anne. Hannah Turner from Willits Unified Kindergarten Teacher, what major changes do you foresee for the remainder of the school year? I'm going to agree with Anne. Um, school site-wise or district-wise, I really hope that we kind of just stay in what we're doing because it's going really well. I mean, like I said, we're only on day six, so... We'll see, but my hope or anything with that is just that the kids keep continuing to grow and we really do build this strong community and get them to where they need to be, even though academically it's hard and it's been challenging. Um, I really just hope that we can do what we can and those kids get the education and the support that they need for the next, I guess, 50 days. <laughs> Thank you. Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher from Willits Unified. So Caitlin Gentry, Gentry sixth grade teacher, uh, Ukiah Unified, tell me what changes you foresee for the remainder of the school year. Well, I think that things change almost daily or hourly, um, depending on what the situation is. Um, so we're ready for them, whatever they're going to be. Um, Honestly, I kind of hope that we can just come back, all of the kids at once. That would be a great change for me. Um, I don't know if that's possible, but if I foresee any changes with the new CDC um, recommendation of only three feet apart, 
they may want to get all the kids back. Um, so I may have both the A group and the B group in here. So I'm actually like have that at the back of my head that I'm starting to prepare for that. Um, so I think if that's one that is more in the forefront of my, my mind, that's one change that I foresee is trying to get more students coming to campus. Thank you. Yeah, I do believe we have new health orders coming out very soon that will allow the three feet distance between students. Just for our, for our listeners, um, the state does require six foot distance um, between adults and has just recently lessened the distance between students to be three feet. Our public health officer has followed suit, but is um, issuing um, a, con- or a caution to schools that are in the process of just opening right now to open under the six foot, four to six foot rule until the process of reopening is comfortable for everyone. Um, and once that comfort level has been hit, then lessening that student distance to three feet. And the reason for that is because the process of reopening, it's when we're reopening that issues can occur while we're learning. Am I correct? From I'm seeing nodding heads. So, okay. So, um, looking at um, what advice do you have for other teachers as they prepare to return to in-person instruction, knowing that we have upper grades coming back soon and many, many other schools that are still in the process of just opening? What advice do you have for these teachers? And Anne, let's go to you. Anne at Willits Unified, first grade teacher, Anne Hammond. Um, my advice, even though I know you feel a little bit nervous, is embrace it. Um, having the kids in person is amazing and energizing. The kids love being in school. Um, I know wearing a mask seems daunting for that long of a time, but it's just not that big of a deal to wear it for several hours. But I do advise you to have a few on hand so you can change them as needed. Thank you. Ann Hammond. Willits Unified first grade. So Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher at Willits Unified, tell us what advice would you have for other teachers as they prepare to return to in-person instruction? I would say just go for it. I mean, I was so scared, like I said earlier, being with five-year-olds and could they wear the mask and can they sit in their spot and can they do this? Um, the kids are ready. The kids are super excited and they are more than capable to follow all of these procedures. I feel like if a five-year-old can do it, a high schooler can probably do it. Um, so just really like Anne said, embracing the time with them. I honestly, I feel like I'm finally back in what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, I was on Zoom and I was teaching the kids, but it wasn't the same. Even my one-on-ones, it's so much different and so much more fun to have a group in front of you and to actually be teaching in person and those kids and getting live reactions and not telling the kids, can you please unmute? Cause I can't hear you. So to really just have that in person feedback and uh, collaboration and conversations and all that it, there's really nothing better. And it is what we all are supposed to be doing. It's what we love. So it's awesome. It'll be good. <laughs> 
that's Hannah Turner, kindergarten teacher from Willits Unified. So Caitlin Gentry, tell us a little bit about what advice you would have for middle school teachers coming back as we prepare to return to in-person instruction. This is Caitlin Gentry. She's Ukiah Unified, sixth grade. Um, it's going to be okay. That would be the first thing I would tell them. It's been really awesome because the high school hasn't opened yet, but sixth grade, we've, we're in like our fifth week, I think, and then seventh and eighth grade are in their second week. So the high school ha- teachers have been coming to observe, and I think that's a great way to prepare. Um, they've been asking us questions. How are you doing this? Seeing live lessons. So that would be an advice. If you can do that, watch someone who's already doing it. Um, I really want to echo what Hannah said about there's nothing quite like having a kid in person where I feel like I was almost holding my breath this whole time where we're on Zoom and we're like, this is going okay. We're, this is what we have to do. We're doing it. When those kids came back, it was like I, I felt like I could breathe again. And so that you're going to get that feeling when the, as a teacher when they come back and there's nothing quite like it. So my advice, if you can go back, go back and you can't really prepare for everything so laugh at yourself you're going to make mistakes and it's going to be okay and it's really fun it's fun (laughs) thank you for sharing that caitlin gentry from ukai unified sixth grade so again, this is Michelle Hutchins. I'm the County Superintendent of Schools. You're listening to Inside Education, and we're interviewing teachers from around the, the county. We've got Willits Unified first and kindergarten teachers and a sixth grade teacher from UK Unified. So how has experiencing a pandemic changed your perspective on being an educator? Anne Hammond from Willits Unified first grade. Well... It's, it, I've gotten over myself a little bit. Um, you know, the parents see you warts and all on Zoom when you're making your mistakes. Um, you also get a little insight into their lives. So it's helped me, it's helped me realize I'm a learner too, and we're all in this together, and I'm part of that community. It's not just that they're a learning community and I'm the teacher, we're all together. Um, it's helped me refine my understanding of what's important academically. Um, how to because of the time, the times have been so much um, shorter. Um, I've had to learn how to hone in on what's important and really differentiate for kids. Um, so I think it's helped me become especially a better math teacher, um, learning how to target the skills that they really need to build on each other to be prepared for for upcoming years. Um, and it's also helped me understand that we can do this on Zoom. I don't think it's as good. I don't. I think there's so many things that we can't that are missing from being in person. But it can be done. It can be done well. Um, and I did not have that mindset in the beginning. And now I know it, it can work. Um, most of my kids are where they need to be academically. So it's. Like I said, it helped me get over myself a little bit and um, and focus on what's really important. Thank you. That was Ann Hammond from Willits Unified First Grade. So now we're going to switch over to Hannah Turner, who teaches kindergarten. And Hannah, tell us how experiencing a pandemic changed your perspective on being an educator. It has, like Ann said, just 
everyone sees who you are and it's one thing i am a completely different person in front of a bunch of five-year-olds i'm goofy i dance around i sing along all of that and then the first week when you're staring at a computer and you don't know who's on the other side of that you don't know who's sitting next to their kid and you just have to get over that and be that teacher for those kids because they're five they need that excitement they need to have that fun and just energy and so I've definitely learned that I've also learned that kids and teachers and parents are rock stars and we can do this and even though it's tricky and there's certain things that you wish you could do on zoom but you really can't there's a way and it's easy to figure out i mean it takes a lot obviously but we've gone through it and like ann was saying my kids are basically all where they need to be both academically and i'm getting that socially that social aspect now put into it now that we're in person so i think yeah it's it's been a learning process for sure, but it's been definitely a good one. And I think overall has made me a better educator and seeing that there are more things that you can do and there are more ways of learning and teaching. Nice. Thank you. So Caitlin Gentry, UK Unified, sixth grade. She also teaches an eighth grade leadership team. No one expected this pandemic to last this long. Actually, let me go to the first question, right? So how's experiencing a pandemic changed your perspective on being an educator today? Um, it, I, there's nothing else I'd rather do. So I think go, going through this, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Then I got that traditional experience, went through a pandemic and realized there's nothing else I'd rather do. No matter which way it is, there's nothing else I'd rather do. So um, echoing Anne and Hannah, the kids are where they need to be. We've got, we've figured out that class community. They are getting the social emotional needs, not all of them, but as much as we can possibly do now they're back. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> and that's my perspective really is it hasn't really changed that. I just want it to be it more and better for them. So it's really solidified your feelings that you're in the right profession. Yes. Great. So knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given yourself at this time last year? So let's go to Ann Hammond. Again, Willits Unified, first grade. I would have told myself definitely, learn about technology right now. Everything you can. And also, once again, get over yourself. Um, I was so nervous about Zooming and making videos. I mean, I'd be reading a story on a video and do it like eight different times just because I messed up one word. When I need to model for students, oh, I made a mistake. I'm going to fix it and move on. Um, I got over that pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but I'm a person and parents are people and there should be no um, shame or guilt in this. The pandemic happened to us. It's not something, you know, that we could change. So... If I could have talked to myself last year and just said, be yourself, do what you need to do. Um, don't be afraid of the parents seeing you teach. It is hard. Like Hannah said, we're different people in front of little kids. And so to let that silly, goofy, weird personality come back, come out when you know adults are listening, that's really hard. But 
you know, I found out the parents love listening to the kids' stories. And they have texted me so many times about the funny things that have happened. And they actually have enjoyed being a part of that. So what I feared actually brought us together more. So uh, just do what you do and get over it. That's what I would have told myself. But the technology is huge. Huge. <laughs> Again, that was Anne Hammond from Willits Unified First Grade. So, Caitlin, let's go to you. Caitlin Gentry, let's get a sixth grade perspective. If you were to know what you know now, what advice would you have given yourself at this time last year? You don't need that extra cup of coffee. You just need to go to bed. That's probably what I to- would have told myself. Um, I think sometimes we try to over-prepare so much, and it doesn't do any good. Um So I probably would have told myself, take a break and the kids are okay. Your lesson will go as well as it's going to go. You know your stuff, you know your kids. Um, Technology is huge, but I would have told myself to give myself a little bit of a break. Okay. Thank you. That was Caitlin Jenny. Jen, Jen, why can't I say your name, (laughs) Gentry? I apologize. And now we're going to switch over to Hannah Turner. So what advice would you give yourself a year ago today? I would tell myself to not worry. The kids will learn. They are little sponges and they adapt so well to anything and everything, especially at this little age that I teach. Um, and just, yeah, to not worry about it all. My, Like I said, my kids this year and last year were they did so well with the circumstances. So especially this year, I really realized that even though we were over the computer and on a screen, they are learning and they are taking everything in that you teach them. Thank you, Hannah. So these teachers are paving the way for reopening to in-person instruction. During the this pandemic, we'll take these lessons as we get closer to reopening all of our public schools. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next month where I'll be interviewing the 10 students who represented Mendocino County in this year's virtual state science fair. A big thank you to my guests today. This is Michelle Hutchins. I'm County Superintendent of Schools with Inside Education broadcasting from the MCOE remote studio. Up next is Democracy Now! I thank you for listening. I do want to remind you to please help support this precious local resource by donating today. Simply go to kzyx.org and click on the red donate button or call us during business hours. Heck, if you want, you can just write us a check and mail it to P.O. Box 1 Philo. Thank you for supporting community-based public radio. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.